Hello, everyone. Welcome to the sixth episode of the podcast Under Curated. Today, my guest is Nick Mantilla, the only brain that I want to own. <laughs> And we have a lot to talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I feel very honored and pleasure to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. And I'm so happy that we're now today sitting together. And I'm excited what's about to come. Oof, me too. You never know in the beginning of a, an episode what's going to be of that episode. And in the end, it's always something actually you did not expect sometimes. Uh, there were episodes that I prepared something to talk about and we didn't, <laughs> didn't even do it. look at them. But this looks very structured here, as far as I can tell. Is this even like written on the computer? Oh my God, it is. It, it's in my notes. Oh, I wrote wow. it in my notes and then I airdropped it to my computer and I... <laughs> And you printed it out over the Wi-Fi uh, from your wireless printer. Exactly. Oh my God. And then your handwriting says, Valo Schule. I feel so ashamed. Okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Devour me. <laughs> no, okay. Wait, we're going we're to do the disclaimer. We have, a, we have to do a disclaimer. Yes. Nick, please go ahead. So we want to inform everybody who's who has um, taken the time to turn in or tune in tonight um, that we are not sitting here just by coincidence and without any precautions that we took. So since we all know that we're right now or currently going through a global pandemic, <laughs> Elif and I have um, made a structure and a plan to be sitting here maskless tonight. So we both went to professional testing centers, um, got tested, met up, shared our results. Also want to uh, inform everybody else that nowadays we have the privilege since last week to get tested professionally all over Berlin in, I don't know, four or five different test centers. Yeah. Uh, it's for free. You can sign up over the website www.coronatest.de, I think. <laughs> And um, there you will just... Get all the information you need. So go get tested, know your status, be safe. And we also have to add on to the other disclaimer. Yeah, um, disclaimer number two. Anything we say uh, and act mm -hmm. uh, and perform in this podcast are not to be taken as facts. It's just our subjective commentaries. So if you feel like you're getting informed about something, take the topic and research it yourself. Exactly. Do your own research. So let's start. Okay. But okay, let's start with the, the, the first generic question, which is, do you remember the first time we met? Okay. Um, the thing is, I do not directly. I have a, like, um, a blurry memory of that time, because first of all, it is quite some time ago. And 2018 must have been that year and back then clubs were still open people were getting wasted people were not Can giving a fuck it? people were out there forgetting every second and living every second in a different dynamic that we're doing it nowadays so um yeah that was this was a pretty blurry time i would say but um looking back at it i i do obviously remember when i saw you and it was at the club <laughs> But I do not know specifically which night, which club, which scenario. It was in Berkheim. Okay. Oh my God, I've heard this answer so many times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was in Berkheim and I was with Beste and it was, I think, it was a Sunday. 
of course. And so we went there with Besta, I don't know, that day, probably seven in the morning or something, like going to school. By the time Besta saw you, um, it was like four or something. In the afternoon. Yeah. Okay. So best then you were like, hey, hi, and we didn't know each other. And then we started hanging out. And at some point we started hanging out, the two of us. Now I have it. Now I I just remember it. Oh, my God. So we were in Panorama and when we were like, oh, my God, it's so boring. Oh, my God, it's so boring. (laughs) Remember? I do remember. But also, just as a quick catch on, who of us did not sleep? Mm. Did you wake up like... I have breakfast and then go or were you there from the day before? No, no, no. I wasn't. You were the, Shit, the okay. day before. Okay, then we have You it. were dying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, true. I remember. You were really tired. I was extremely tired. True. You were really tired and we we complained like I remember for two hours. Oh my God, it's so boring. This is so boring. Going to, <laughs> going downstairs, coming back upstairs. It's still boring. And then something happened. Something switched. And we started having I remember, fun. I know. I remember what. We happened. were like, "This is so fun." No, you know what happened? We're never gonna leave. We decided on being happy because we said, "Like, okay, it sucks here. It sucks there. Nothing is gonna change. The people suck. The people are not gonna change the mood. We have to change our mood." So we looked at each other and we're like, "You know what? Let's just have fun." And yeah. then we, I remember we like lost it on the Panorama dance floor and just. Started oh, like shaking it, so it fun. off, and then people really started to catch up on it. Like yeah. they were really like, "Oh my god, yeah, cool vibe. Oh my god, lot of there like dancing funnily." So let's join, and then we did that. But then we, after an hour of doing that, we got even more exhausted because <laughs> obviously you burn a lot of calories. And then we sat down on the sofas upstairs. I remember. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this dude shows up. It has been like low key stalking my Instagram for like a long time, and I also low key thought like, okay, he's kind. Kind of cute, but kind of weird because he just drops likes, never DM. Not that I ask for DMs, but you know, it's weird if people like do that over some time. And then he sees you and walks up to us and is like, oh my God, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. And I was like, oh my God. And then I thought for a second, like, wait, this bitch is gay. Uh, No, straight or gay. Like I was really confused. And then you guys just started talking and uh, you were wearing this body, I think. Yeah. And well. With open back. Yeah, you were an eye catcher for sure. (laughs) Uh, And not only for the straight boys, but also for the gays. (laughs) And um, yeah, and then, I don't know, you just talked and it was funny. Oh my God, I forgot that detail. Yeah, yeah. Remember. And then it was also what funny was when we were in a panorama bar, you just saw a friend of yours that you didn't see since 10 years or something. Oh my God. Who was that? I do not know who that was. I mean, this is also one of the main reasons why I'm mostly like super anxious when I'm at the club because people always do recognize you and come up and like, oh my God, Nick, I haven't seen you in years. Not that I don't like that. I mean, I'm happy to see people. You can talk to me at the club. Don't be ashamed or afraid that I'm going to be like a bitch. But I have social anxieties. So I'm not on any like Xanax or tranquilizer, anything else. So I do get a little bit stressed. But then I'm actually happy when somebody does speak to me. Because it's not always like that. <laughs> yeah, but we were talking that right now that I just mentioned to you an awkward situation that I had socially the other day. And then you mentioned me also one. And then you said like, that's because we're not socializing anymore. And when the time comes, 
times that we socialize and see other people who are not our closest because we're together all the time. We're our closest. And now when we're socializing with someone who's we know them, but we're not best friends. Now we lost the muscle is like not trained anymore how Absolutely. to communicate with them. We don't know. It's not a formal communication. It's not the most intimate communication. It's it's the playful communication we used to do with people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is now gone. So I I fucked up. So for instance, I didn't. I couldn't. I mean, it's it's weird, but it, you're right. What you're saying is true. Yeah, we get extremely cringy nowadays. So whenever, for me personally, I leave the house, I have the feeling that every move I do is weird. <laughs> Or when I interact with somebody, I'm like, oh my God, don't say anything weird. Don't say anything weird. Even in times where, because I live alone, I have situations where I don't leave the house for a few days and I don't talk to anybody. And then when I go out, the first time I speak to somebody, I'm so nervous to like, <laughs> am I still able to speak properly? But then it does work out, but it is always, a moment of tension. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to come back, but we just still need to practice a little bit yeah. before we get in full power. Totally. Just coming here already was for me like crazy. I never go to Friedrichshain. I don't know. Can I like tell the location you live in? <laughs> the neighborhood? For serial killers out there. <laughs> like in the Wendy show, you know, like Wendy, the Wendy show, like this woman from the United States, Wendy Williams. I don't know what her name is for real. So there's a compilation of video clips where she just always said, the killer. It's like <laughs> Halloween only exists for the killer to get you. Or don't go there in the dark alley because that's good for the killer. Or don't wear a scarf that has two ends because it's perfect for the killer no. to strangle you. So she always wears circle scarves. <laughs> yeah. Circle scarf. Yeah, like a scarf that's a circle. Yeah, you like you wear it like yeah, this. That has no ends to pull on to strangle you. <laughs> When I watched the video, I was like, oh my gosh, she's got a point. Maybe someone tried to kill her. Someone tried to kill Wendy. We don't know. People probably always try to kill us, but we always like kind of final destination vibe, always skip the beat and then it always misses us until it does hit us. And that's the end of our Imagine life. in your lifetime, how many times did you pass by or were in the same place with a person who actually thought of killing you? Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, I, I read a story about that once, that there is a very high percentage of situations when you're actually sitting with somebody who eventually would like to kill you or who could kill, kill you but you just don't get it or I don't know you have a lucky day and that person decides to do something else so that is very common like there's a statistic that says some shit like okay by the way I just want to like check something out because I've seen it in other podcasts so yeah. what's wrong with the picture here <laughs> this has always been irritating me while watching the podcast I know. can we like glue it down or something I have to ask like, Benjamin Because it is low-key, like, I'm afraid. What, to... mate? Oh, no, it's good. No, it's good. Okay, perfect. Okay, let's proceed as if nothing has happened. <laughs> I I swear to you, I see it also all the time. But this is this is a beautiful painting uh-huh. that Benjamin's mom did. So uh-huh. I cannot just go... And I oh, then I forget also to ask Benjamin, should we fix this? Like, should we glue this? But What? I love your eye. Your eye no, is the ultimate like, eye. I was sitting on the computer watching all of your episodes, like <laughs> all the way through. And I was like, oh my God. And it was not all the way. I think at the first episode, it was still like up. And then I think at some show, all of a sudden it was down. And I was like, oh my God, like what happened? Why is it hanging down? So you, should, was, you should have read it in the comments. <laughs> 
<laughs> please, you guys, leave all the suggestions in the comments. Comment, please, comment, and subscribe, subscribe, and, and press the thumbs up so that other people up. will see it as well. You follow people that are like maybe friends, or YouTube is not for friends so much. Then the algorithm will, anyways, like learn from who you follow, and then also see what you give likes to, and then it will just generate stuff. So it's super good. I mean, the best algorithm is the YouTube algorithm. I love it for music and for all everything. I mean, it's scary. YouTube knows everything. It's not as good as the TikTok algorithm, but it is very, very good. I mean, the TikTok algorithm will know that kids are gay before they even know. <laughs> Seriously, because it just gave you like gay content, like LGBT content. And you're like, oh my God, why am I so up in this? And then it's like, oh, maybe like I'm gay or wait, am I part of the LGBTQI community? So this happens. Yeah. <laughs> There's TikToks about that. I'm serious. That's the best observation I've heard in the last three months it's just tiktok do you have an account okay i downloaded tiktok i checked it out but right now my untrained algorithm needs a little care and i didn't have the time to care for it so i should invest more time yeah in it but watch out it's highly addictive really it's so easy you just like you have the feed and then you just swipe and it all works like automatically so i'm already addicted to instagram i would say Woof, but instagram yeah it's also how many do accounts do you have i have the podcast and, and mine but okay. you you are no, the no i'm getting better with that i'm not how many tell me how many anymore. accounts do you have right now i only have two but i always like every every now and then i i don't know how many accounts i had in total in my life but i have this thing that i make accounts and then people start following them and then when i reach like 600 900 i always delete them and then i make new accounts and then these are anonymous and with other personalities and then i just used them to train the algorithm on the account to show me certain content after some time also these accounts get too popular then i download all the data from all the bookmarks likes and savings um then i are archive that and then I delete the account and then make a new one and up to I had up to six or seven I think the limit is six accounts or seven right now but it, it's necessary because that's what I do in my free time and it's also part of my work I organize the internet it's like that's my true yeah. you organize the internet yeah I'm I literally mean, a bot I'm just like a bot but it would be good to like invent an AI so I can chill more and the bot can do the work but it's difficult because like I think I, you need to know about coding. Oof, yeah. <laughs> I think a deep, deep learning, do you call these algorithms as well? Like a deep learning system works better like than the AI. I think AI is super complex, but a deep learning system is more adequate for what I have to do. I remember like years ago when we first met, I learned the thing that, yeah, you got to train your algorithm first from you. And I was like, ah. Oh training your algorithm i didn't even think about it and you were like yeah of course that's why i have different accounts and then every account is differently have a differently trained algorithm so i learned different things from this account and i also perform differently <laughs> that's the way to survive nowadays we just uh talked about this waldorf schule okay what do you want to know tell me about the concept of the school okay thank god <laughs> usually the first question i always get is like can you dance your name uh, and then afterwards always like do you plant trees and shit like that? Yes, I can dance my name. I did my graduation piece in Oil at Me because that's the original name of it. Sorry, but what is dance my... What do you mean? What is dance your name? Because in all Waldorf Schulen in Germany, at least, or in other countries as well, they teach Eurythmi. And Eurythmi is a form of expression dance. It is also being used for hiring your concentration and your like 3D understanding your presence within a space. 
particularly with other bodies as well. Mm -hmm. So you do it, I don't know, one hour in the morning, every three days a week, I don't know. And then um, it helps you to then afterwards during class to concentrate better, to be more aware about like all of the other um, participants of your class. And there's also an alphabet. You do shapes within a space all facing with face forward, you have like all of your classmates in the room and then you have to walk in like symmetric shapes and like reconstruct certain shapes and forms. And during that, you have to do letters because the Orgmi teacher will read like a Russian tale or like some story. And then you have to do the vocals and consonants depending on how it fits to the story. So you have to do like five things in your brain at the same time. Okay. And this is called? Eurythmi. Eurythmi. Eurythmics in English, I think. Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute, wasn't there a band called like Eurythmics? No, I've never heard about that. Oh my God, I would love to hear them. Isn't this, what, what's the band called? Um, who sang like, sweet dreams are made of this? Oh, I know the song, but I don't know the band. Can, we, can you Google? Okay, we should Google that. I think they're called Eurythmics. No and way, I why, never, why should they be called like that? I have no idea. But they were before Waldorf Schule for sure. I, no, Waldorf Schule when? is older. Well, look at you. <laughs> I'm like, Grr. no, I'm kidding. I'm not so into that, but it. I'm sure that it just made me a, like a different kind of person than everybody else. So sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Euro. When you say. And what else? You say so, you, write euro, and then you're gonna see. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god! What yeah. the fuck? Eurythmics. Why are they called like that? Oh my god! I did not know when. Did, how did they fi find out about the super weird? Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna pull the shit out of this now. Holy fuck! British pop band that published uh, the first album or they produced music between 81 and they 99. They were extremely 80s popular. It's like, a duo. Yeah. Yeah. But then the second. Lennox. Oh, like there's not even a second entry. It's just this rock band. What the fuck? So actually you guys, Eurythmi does not exist. I made it up. Fuck. <laughs> Elif caught me. Eurythmi does not exist. It's, it's just a band. band. It's a band, you guys. <laughs> Stop talking shit. Like Eurythmi is just a band. Walking in circles and doing a dance. Yeah, sure, dan Nick. <laughs> what? Okay, fuck. You got me with that one. <laughs> I have a, I don't know, Max, did you do uh, Eurythmics dance? Tell me, because... Write it in the comments. And what know. other weird things did you do? What was the weirdest thing that you... Did I do in, uh, in Waldorfschule? Um, yeah. Well, the weirdest thing was from the day where I had the, where I was inaugurated, mm -hmm. like that moment until the day that I graduated, the entire part in between, that was the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um... Now, the weirdest thing I think is there's a few, I mean, there's endless amount of weird things about it. Um, it starts with that every room has a different color depending on which year you are in. And then there is different furniture for different students. So for example, if somebody has ADD, like ADHS, so it's hyper, hyper, like thing. They obviously don't give you medicaments because we live in Europe, even though there's kids getting medicaments for it. They would take away your chair, like the stool you're sitting on, and they would replace it with a tea chair. So it's literally a plank like this, and then another one like this. And you would have to sit on it and balance. And in the moment you would give that to the kids that were super loud in class and super annoying, they would shut up all of a sudden because their brain would be focused on like not falling from the chair. So this is like the um, Rudolf Steiner anthroposophic approach to ADD. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Right? Okay. And it works. So I myself was very astonished about it. But you told me pre 
earlier also you never read a book? Ah, yeah. That, that's another thing. Like the approach in Valoschule is that every child will learn um, in their own velocity. So if you don't want to do certain things, you don't have to do them. And if you don't want to do homework, you don't have to because they don't want to put any pressure on you. So I didn't learn shit until like sixth grade then all of a sudden they noticed like oh my god like he cannot even read properly he cannot even calculate he cannot do anything because i was just noticing that they were just focused on the results so i would go in the morning to school and then it would be like okay the first half an hour they would just ask the results from like all of the tasks they give you and then i would just copy them and then i would just say them or i would just listen to my friends and they would they would be like what what is the result and he's like 45 and i'm like 45 <laughs> She was like, ah, yeah, okay, cool. And that worked. For six years, I was like, wow, love school. So chill. And then they realized that I could not even read a three-digit number because in German you say the first number first and then the last number and then the one in the middle. And all of a sudden in sixth grade, I was sitting there and I was like, oh my God, I just understand how to read these numbers. Later, when I got to university... I had this first moment where I was sitting in a course or a class that was about theory. And then there was people sitting and talking about a text. And I was like, what? Like, what the fuck is this? What's a text? Yeah, I was like, what? They're speaking about something that somebody wrote down 50 years ago. I was like, why is that relevant? And I came super late to this course and I was like, that's weird. Like, And then I thought, wait, this seems a little bit challenging. I thought, um, first of all, it's in German and this teacher was very articulate and very analytic with the way that she was interpreting what this person said. And the funny thing was that every person in the seminar who read the same text had a different opinion to it. I was like, how is that possible? <laughs> they all read the same text, but then all are uh, opinioned in different ways towards this text. So I was like, that is very interesting. And then I started to read. Subjectivity. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, there we go. Disclaimer number three. Like after half a year of reading, the teacher then asked me like, hey, do you want to be my tutor? And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Because I needed cash anyways. So then I worked as an assistant for like theory professor at Uricat. So that was cool. Uh, I'm very grateful because due to her, I now read. This is like, <laughs> this is cool, I think. I'm proud of that. I am proud of you. I am proud of my guest who learned reading at university. So in Germany, we have Abitur, which is like the final degree thing, right? I did the German exam that you have to do there and it was terrible. <laughs> and my teacher had to fight for me to get one point. <laughs> and if you ha don't get one point, you immediately fail. And then you, you cannot do Abitur. I don't know. You just fail. You're out. He had to fight for me to get one point. Oh my God, it was so embarrassing. He has never done anything, but now he managed at least to write a piece of on a piece of paper. Can you give him one point for that? Come on. <laughs> I got that one point. Obviously, I had to go into the um, after exam. My teacher, he was so worried about me. He even told me what was... Oh my God, am I allowed to say that here? What? Maybe they're going to take my abitur away. <laughs> I think that does not matter anymore. Don't worry, only five people are watching yeah. this podcast. <laughs> So he told me what was going to come in the German exam and the like uh, extra exam. And then I studied only for that. And then even though I did that, I only got four points more. And that's like so low. And then after the entire thing, luckily I passed it. Um, my teacher showed up at one of these like after parties from like Abitur. And then he walked up to me as like, listen, if you ever get the chance to in 10 years, because in Germany they keep the exams 10 years under closure so you cannot look mm. at them so then after 10 years you can go look at them for like a certain period of time he's like if you ever take have the time go and look at the shit you wrote down there and i was like 
Okay. Yeah, oh my god, that would be awesome if you yeah, could clean that. Yeah, but I think it's that. over. I think. Go get that paper, girl. Okay, it's scary. I don't know. It's okay. embarrassing enough already. That go like, get that paper and let's do another episode <laughs> and analyze what you wrote in that. It text. was about Effie Briest, and uh, it's like this Theodor Fontana novel, and I obviously didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I did that too without reading the book. Oh shame. Anyways. <laughs> I think we were also talking about this uh, previously on get-togethers that um, you have family in Ecuador yeah, and I have family in Turkey, but we're living in Germany, in Berlin, where two different places with two different norms. I wanted to ask you this, what happens? What? How do you feel? What do you think when you go to Ecuador and spend time with your family who's living there? And then at that time, and then when you come back to Berlin and then there you re go into the space of the new norm and then how do you, how do they interact together? Do Are they blending very well or is there contrast are they clashing in some ways or well first of all there's no beauty blender in here like <laughs> it's a hard ass clash to move from one culture on a complete different continent sometimes you just change and then when you come back it's super hard um for me it was very natural because since i was born i was born in germany i don't have any real family here like i don't have direct contact with any family members and my father also he was born in germany as well but my grandparents are from what nowadays is being called kaliningrad or like the area which is a part of russia so i do have passing privilege in germany so i do pass as german germans usually think i'm german i'm but i'm not but i love that <laughs> So <laughs> passing privilege is actually a term that is landed from the LGBTQI community, par particularly from the trans community. Um, so you say that somebody has passing privilege if they pass as the gender that they transition to or the gender as which they identify as. So I'm just appropriating that term right now to use it for my nationality or like background. So I do look German, but I don't have anything German in me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a privilege because I can get away with a lot of shit where other people People can't, for example, here in Germany, um, except for at the Bürgeramt, because then they always see like, oh, German Equatorian. And then I always get, I have to fill out like a bunch of papers more because it's, they're not used to seeing people with double nationality. And then they also like, sometimes they ask me or I had situations where they ask me, so what's your nationality? And I'm like, and I think like, okay, on my ID, it says German. They says nothing else. I'm like German. They're like, ah, no, you're not. Like it says you're German Equatorian. You have to tell us this because otherwise it's illegal, blah, blah. And they give me a bunch of papers more. And then they treat me. I am already yeah. disgusted. And they treat me as if I would try to infiltrate people or as if I would be like a human smuggler. I don't know what, but it's always an issue. It is not that chill, but it's still good. For me, growing up, I was always going to Ecuador every year because this was like the only way to have like contact with my family because my entire family lives there except my mom. Your Ecuadorian family is from your mother's side. Yes. Okay. And it's huge. So you you tell me that they're very uh, conservative Catholics and still they're like that. Yes. And there is also now like a, a movement, not now, it has always been there, which is like a nationalist movement mm -hmm. because Ecuador unlike Colombia for example or Peru which in certain ways somehow are cool you know everybody's like oh Colombia you must be hot or like oh Peru so you must be have like crazy colorful clothing and like <laughs> cute culture and llamas and alpacas and Ecuador is in between and Ecuador obviously has all of this as well but somehow they have never sold themselves mm -hmm. like Colombia or Peru mm. you know also 
Ecuador, like people from Ecuador are being seen by the other countries around as a little bit naive because it's a very small country also. Mm -hmm. It's very cute as well and it's very beautiful and people are cute as fuck. I love the people. So um, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you go when you go back I, uh, to a place where your family lives, but it's also a very conservative, has a very conservative Catholic uh, societal structure? It's weird. For me particularly, it's weird because I'm so fucking white like when I show up there people are immediately like oh gringo el gringo like which means like the American guy mm -hmm. or la gringa also for female female identifying individuals so then until I open my mouth they like think that I'm literally like not from there and then also my family also always makes jokes about like oh look at the white kid like <laughs> da, da, da. so yeah I, I was like experiencing this form of like comedy towards my appearance and I am fucking white like I'm a little bit weird out by myself like why I am so white <laughs> but it must be the Polish side you know like this yeah. is coming from there up in the east I don't know I don't know anything about that part my brothers also I don't know I think they are a little bit more tan than I am <laughs> is your mom tan yeah like she's like even though she also kind of blends in I don't know I don't know what's up with that <laughs> I also think like living a long time in Germany you like kind of turn into a potato or maybe your skin just starts like changing color I don't know there's also this terminology of like der Birkenstock you know that no that people have like a Birkenstock in their ass that are German <laughs> It's also a real term being used. A friend of mine once asked me, um, a white friend of mine, he told me, your skin color, it turns gray in the winter, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, what? I didn't understand. Like, I, I didn't understand what he meant. Like, And I said, um, oh, yeah, it turns like purple in the springtime, uh, yellow in the summer, um, green in fall, at fall and gray in the winter. Yeah, it changes colors all the time. And he was super offended because I... Made, offended. Made fun of, of course, sensible white she, people, sensitive. I thought she he started to believe you and then, I don't know, started no, calling. I, I something. started laughing at him and he was like, I didn't mean, you know that I didn't mean it like that. Oh my God. You know that I have I'm a, not a racist. I have a friend who's of color. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I'm not a racist. I have Turkish friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been to Turkey. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. So a difference in the understanding of cultural phenomenons within the other countries. Yeah. I mean, number one thing, of course, is the thing with time. So time in South America, so you make an appointment, you say like, okay, let's have a late dinner or like, let's have dinner at six. And then people come two and a half to three hours later. Yeah. That's Seriously? Like, yeah, that's like round about the time. And okay. that's that's the way it is. Okay. So, and then here is the complete opposite. Yeah. So for me, this is still very difficult. I'm always late. I'm always like half an hour late, if not even... Well, today was because of the fucking train. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> also, I haven't been outside of Germany since one and a half years. <laughs> that's wow. also a thing. The feeling, I think that the longer I spend in Germany, the more German I become. So right now I have the feeling that I'm extremely like stuck and stiff and very German. So I I can't wait to get out again and like forget about Germany for some time. And then afterwards come back because I come back to Germany. Otherwise I wouldn't be here. And then I actually am a little bit happy to come back because things here are so structured. Yeah. And also I can get a, like salary here. Like people pay me in Germany, which is great. And There's a support system and there's healthcare and there's like a lot of things that just work. And that is also very different to, to Ecuador. Yeah, same in Turkey. Yeah. 
So there's very chaotic, and then coming here is always like, and this is something I appreciate a lot, even though it can be everything that is good can also be too much yeah. at some point. Yeah. So yeah. So it's I think it's good to have an escape place. Yeah, the escape is always like the change is I always think it as an extremely important thing. Always have a change in your routine, always have a change residence or job or relationship <laughs> or house or anything because because after one point uh your brain stops working. Exactly. And in order to get your brain working again, you need new stimulation so that your brain says, what is this? Wait, I got to think totally. how to perceive this right now and blah, blah, blah. So that's important. And that I feel also like too much time. I need to go back to Turkey and like sh shake, shake it off, shake yeah, it off shake a little off. bit and then come back and snap like, out of it. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> This is a quote from an earlier episode. Please rewatch. Oh my God. So cute. I binged all of your shows. <laughs> I needed to, I needed to know like what this was about before I attended and confirmed. Oh my God. Such a perfectionist. Would you really say that? Maybe it's not perfectionist, maybe it's obsession. Obsession. What's but the difference anyways? There, okay, perfectionists are obsessed. Obsession, obsession is better, I find. Perf really? Yeah, because perfectionism makes you paralyzed. Because yeah, yeah. you always want things to be perfect. You you can't even make the first step True. because you think, what if my step that I'm taking right now is not perfect? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, How mm -hmm. dare that step? So you'd rather don't take the step and you stay like you're being a perfectionist and like... Yeah, paralyzed. Doing nothing, yeah. paralyzed. But obsession is better. It's good because you can't stop doing it. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And you get better at it and better at it and better yeah, at it. All true. of the musicians, all of the writers, all, of, like, all of the artists, they're that's obsessed. That's how they live. Like, uh, I don't know, a happy, structured, on-time, well-raised person. Well-raised? What does that mean? By, by their parents. But not all parents raise well. I, I am um, like painting a picture of a um, perfectly mediocre person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, extremely structured and had a good childhood, had good had parents. Like the, the standard. Is happy, kind understands, of. has empathy, has no obsessions, has no addictions, has no aspirations, uh, traumas. So they, these people do not produce things that I consume excitedly. Interesting. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. That's actually a good point to like kind of uh, guide over to the other topic. Which was? Therapy. Therapy. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. When did you start? Uh, well, this is not the first time for me. Like I've been in and out of therapy quite some times. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, I don't know when I started the first time. In my 20s at some point. Oh my God, when I say that, it sounds so old. Um, I started when I'm 19. Okay, that's in your teens. Yeah. That's even more younger. That is even younger. First, I did some therapy. And then that was like, I did it for two and a half years. And it was just once a week. So back then, I, I don't know, I didn't have a lot of time and focus for that. And then I was in Ecuador, 2019, for the wedding of my brother. And then afterwards, I went to Mexico for some time to live there for two or three months. Beautiful time. Like I had so much fun. I want to go to Mexico. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's not promote it. Otherwise, everybody's going to go. Lol. 
cut that out. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was crazy beautiful. And then I came back to Berlin. It was like end of October, beginning of winter. And I moved back into my apartment. It was so dark and I was super broke. I had to lend money from friends to pay my rent. And all of a sudden I was like, fuck, this feels familiar. Like this feeling of like mm. coldness, depression and like sadness. So I was like, fuck, um, I'm also developing crazy behavior patterns again, like shit that I don't feel comfortable with and that I think that it should not be part of my everyday life. Besides that, also like the entire like the typical thing in Berlin where people just get lost, mm -hmm. you know, particularly in nightlife, living. And uh, then I was like, okay, I need help. So I hit up this therapeutic center asked for help. As you probably know, in Germany, it's not easy no. to get a spot. No. So it took me an entire year. And I talk, talked to over six or eight therapists in the end, just like to like find the right one. So much like it was like, I think like other people who don't have the, the will to do this, they will like bounce off, you know? And sure. I don't know. I think, Everybody's bouncing off yes, all the time. Yes, and I think it's so important that people do that step and go for that because I think there's like seriously there's not a single person on planet that would not profit from doing therapy no um so it cannot harm no not at all unless it's a buffoon of a therapist and they oof. are out there oh my god beware true. oh my beware. god watch out watch yeah. out oof 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 oh, I no, have no, so no. experiences yeah. like what I the have fuck heard man stories from people oof where their therapist has been manipulating them indirectly and then also obliging them to participate in some other shit that was re really sketchy like low key sect kind of cult shit not cool what okay. yeah see i'm serious it's not cute and this is mostly with i'm generalizing here mostly with therapists in like smaller areas mm. so i don't know i don't know maybe they don't have so much like control or be they're not being checked up i don't know how the system works so i'm just assuming stuff right now i don't know if you want to talk about your form of therapy that you're doing I learned about it because I also didn't know that there were so many different ways of doing it. So uh, the first time I did therapy, I don't know what it was, just Sprachtherapie. I don't know, like speaking therapy. And uh, now I'm doing an analysis, which is a format that I have not like experienced before. And it is a little bit intense because it's three times a week. It was very funny that when I finally got the spot, the pandemic started. And I was like, holy shit. I'm the best. <laughs> the best, but also I was like, this is going to be the most intense year of my life, probably. Because the person that I see the most is my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then there's no other side distraction. I'm at home all the time. And then I only go out three times a week to go to therapy. And then it's like, hi, hi. And it's like, wow. <laughs> You're like my only friend. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> So pathetic. <laughs> no, but it's so important. I love it. Yeah, and it's crazy because now things are so different. And that's also the thing about therapy. If you want to do therapy, things will fucking change. You will change. Your perspective will change. And your life will change. And the way how you look at people in your life will change. Exactly. And you don't want that. That's why you don't go to therapy. You want exactly. to say, I, I can't cut my ties with this person. I, I don't have the balls for that, so. Not only yeah. with that, with everything around you. And 
I also see like therapies, therapy as a form of like medicament and you consume it and it does change things. But I have taken the decision to do this change in this process because I was tired the way that my life was before, or at least the conditions under which it was going. So I just want to encourage everybody to catch the, 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 the yeah, courage basically to do that. It's free in Germany. It's man. free it's in Germany. Free. Like when like, I tell that, what a like, friends always, they're like, what? Like, like everywhere that's like like that's unique that's why i was also like it's for me it's also like kind of like going to the spa you know because there's people that get their nails done through two or three times a week and that's cool so why don't you just talk to somebody self-care so true it's man. so important yeah okay i'm very excited about this this is the first time this is being like read out in public really yeah i've never read it myself out like i've never read it out loud myself so It was like this that um, I uh, you had an amazing um, master's thesis presentation where we all watched online and I wanted to watch it again and I asked you to send me the link and you sent me, you told me like, uh, let me send you my portfolio, you find all the links to my works there. So of course I checked every <laughs> every work you've ever done. I actually didn't listen. think that you would do I that. Clicked I was shocked. All the links. Oh, oof. and <sighs> so chronologically it starts from uh, the nearest date until the oldest one, and the first uh, the oldest work there is the publication you had from your selected tweets, which I did not select myself. Who did select it? The two guys who were on here. Ah, Timo and Felix. Exactly. <laughs> They're both really successful oh men God. in the Berlin um, culture and art scene right now. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, wait, to the backstory, they kind of, like, they were friends of mine, of course, love them. They found my Twitter and that was something extremely like personal. And then they were both studying visual communication back then and they made a book out of it. Without telling you. I think, I don't know if they directly told me. I think they, they um, saw some tweets. I don't know where, because like, I don't share that with anybody, you know. And back then it was way more like hidden. Now you could easy find it easily, but now it's on private. <laughs> so they found it and then made a fucking book out of it. That's amazing. Yeah, I thought you collected and selected and then published no, it. No, there's way oh more, because that is from like, teen depression times so i wrote most of that shit when i was still living at my parents house <laughs> perfect yeah so this is a collection of nick's tweets from the time 2013 and this fuck no i was not living at my parents house anymore no <laughs> no <laughs> But, oh my God, no, I, well, yo, you're putting me on the spot right now because I haven't read that since forever. I don't even know why it's in my portfolio. Maybe we should take it out. Don't take it out. Fuck. So I was clicking on everything and I was reading, reading the, the all of the material and everything's brilliant. And then I came to the last one, which is this collective tweets. So I started reading it and it's fucking genius. It's just amazing. I love it. It's my favorite book. <laughs> my book. Also, you're the first person who ever printed it out. And I printed it. You I have don't the care first, about copyrights, okay? You have the first um, original print. This By is like the, way, the first edition should, of Das Kapital. You should change that PDF and make it geschützt and then ah. uh, upload it again. Oh, fuck. 
Yeah. But nobody has the link except the people who have my portfolio. Yeah. But nobody has my portfolio except except me. Except <laughs> you now. Oops. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make so, it private in the moment I get home. <laughs> I would like to read some tweets, and you can also select and read some. Oh my god. Let's uh, take turns and read. But you already like highlighted some. Yeah, but like, you can I also read the ones that I highlighted or the ones uh, you you like just to read. So I start. Okay. And when you read it, look at the camera, okay? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Think about it. Think of this as an acting audition. Okay, I thought there was a tweet already. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, okay, I start. It's a beautiful day to leave me alone. Okay, that's still so contemporary. Same. <laughs> oh my God, it's nasty. There's so much dark shit on here. The thing is like, I'm not even sure if it's all from 2013. I think they just took 2013 and then just said that all of them are from that time. But some of them are really old. They're like even older. Um, ew, what the fuck? This is like application that nobody uses anymore. <laughs> it's so vintage. Okay, I'm just going to read the one that you highlighted. So the more I like you, the uglier my Snapchat pictures are. Amazing. I have... My my favorite one is this. And I it's in my... Oh, I memorized it. It lives in your brain yeah. rent-free. It's my favorite one. Bjork is never a problem. True. Oh my God, that's still contemporary. I have friends who hate Bjork. But then low-key, they kind of wish they would be there, her. So. <laughs> Okay, this is this is not contemporary anymore. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, this one's cool. Oh my god. This was when I was still like non-binary. <laughs> this was before my transition from female to male. <laughs> okay. I actually I just want to read you my actual tweets from today. Dude. I think that's like I can identify way more with it. <laughs> oh yeah, this is cute. So I want to be more goth and less hip-hop. Love it. Then the update to this, this is 10th of November 2013 probably. So the update of this is I came out as goth to my therapist today, which is true. <laughs> I had to explain what goth is. <laughs> I was a real goth. Yeah, me too. Oh my no, God. I was emo. I have to be serious. But now I'm goth. I have the feeling. <laughs> You have the feeling. Yeah. So if I ever have to run for my life, I will probably die. That's one of my favorites. It's so good. Oh my God. Now they're getting better, I think. Just give me some more time. Okay. I'm embarrassed to be seen with myself in public. <laughs> Fuck. Why can I still relate to so many of them? <laughs> I'm so excited for puberty. That's it? Uh, oh my God. What is this? I don't know. <laughs> Why did I even write that? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> the sexual tension is between me and my dealer. <laughs> um, the good thing after all this is that I will re-enter society with a fat ass. <laughs> Just fell asleep with bleach in my hair. Oh, this always used to happen. I hated it. 
you can die from it. Oh, this, this, this I like too. Okay. I think the biggest high I ever had was from a pure tobacco spliff, which is so facts. true. Yeah, yeah, facts. Oh, you know, when you're like at the club and then it's, I don't know, second day in a row, who knows? And it's like 10 in the morning again. And then somebody rolls a spliff and you smoke it. And there's some dudes out there that don't put any wheat in their joint, like no wheat at all. And it's like just mostly brown joint, that's it. And you smoke it and you get so fucking high. <laughs> and then you don't even know anymore if it's a nicotine high or if it's actually, if there's anything else but weed in it. <laughs> it's a nicotine high. Yeah. Like like the first cigarette you smoke in the, smoke mor- in yeah, the morning, oh. it's oh like God, hits you. It kills you. And then there's people who drink a black coffee on top of that. I used to do it too, but I, I grew used out to of do it. Phase. So I was doing black coffee and smoking. And by the way, I was smoking two cigarettes a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. But I was doing this and I realized that I get, I feel like I'm going to faint or I feel like low blood pressure and I can't move and I cut it and it was perfect. Of course, your body is still thanking you. Ah, yeah. I cannot, like, I think you just, some point in your life, you just grow out of doing that. You know, another friend used to call guys that do that in the morning, little raisins, because they don't drink any, like, real water. <gasps> like, also, like, this one friend particularly told me that because she went out partying with that dude. They got super wasted. That's, like, back in the day, like, when clubs still existed. So 2015, and then the guy stepped over at her place. And then the next morning, like they they drank only vodka the entire evening before. And then the guy just woke up in the morning. And the first thing he does, like, like coffee and a cigarette. And she was like, he's a raisin. <laughs> no water in that body. The organs must have been like... <laughs> Imagine, oh, no, I think, I don't know. Oh, maybe it's a therapy that actually now makes me feel sorry for my body. And now it also kind of raises the awareness of like, hey, maybe you're just a little dehydrated bitch. Drink some glass of water, you know, it will do you well. Help yourself. <laughs> no, I take care of my body. I listen to my body all the time. And when she tells me like, oh, I say, okay, I'm stopping. Yeah, but that's the thing, like particularly in this year due to the pandemic also, a lot of issues that we have in our social group, also in our society here in Berlin particularly, is that all the party people are now staying in. Due to that, things that are usually being played out in public and are not so visually present now kind of disappear into a sub-layer of like invisibility. So nobody actually perceives it that way. So what I've seen is that a lot of people lately have been falling into a certain form of very, very dark depression. Mm. And this is a way for me now to kind of give a little shout out to everybody around us, to be aware of everybody that surrounds us and to reach out also to other people because a lot of people are very alone and do need the support from us. And the last thing that anybody can need right now is telling you like, oh my God, you suck because of like the life decisions that you do for yeah. yourself and yeah. because of yeah. the, the not existing care that you have for yourself. Yeah. There, has, there have been plenty of like alarming stories over the last 12 months, of course, due to the situation also the isolation uh, social isolation also financial problems a lot like everywhere of course particularly for people that try to make a dollar in whatever industry Mm -hmm. that is still kind of stable i think it's really important to speak about stuff and also i think it's very important to speak about open secrets and open secrets are in that case the way that certain people treat themselves on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and um, it's our task 
to articulate these things because everybody knows. Everybody fucking knows that there is a problem, you know. But a lot of people choose to be quiet on it because if they would speak up on it, it would also mean that they would have to acknowledge that they have a problem as well. Mm. So I just hope, well, the thing is, I don't, I cannot hope anything. I just want to say that I am worried mm-hmm. and I do try to talk about stuff, even if it's uncomfortable often. And if anybody's out there who wants to like ask stuff, even about anything that we just spoke here, can always like hit me up on Instagram or DM me or if you have my phone number, just text me. Duh. Also, this is the first time that I'm openly speaking like publicly because I have periods where I just hide away for a few years. So a lot of people, mostly these are times when I do therapy, (laughs) obviously. Um, So people might also wonder like, what the fuck am I actually doing? So (laughs) this podcast and this platform also that you have been giving me has been a very great chance for me to... No, just to like update everybody. (laughs) No, seriously, because it's important to share like where you are right now in life and how things are. If you need to talk, you know that you're not alone and you have a fucking phone. Use it in a good way. And call Nick. And call the right people, maybe. (laughs) Call the right people. Call the people that you think are good for you. Do you have anything to say as a last word to this podcast? I was extremely nervous. Were you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> because I don't do stuff like this, like speaking publicly. The last time I did this was for my graduation. But you were super like, articulate and brilliant. So Yeah, but it's like major focus for me to also like think about everybody in mind and also like taking care to not say too much stupid shit because sometimes I drop stuff that is, might be hurtful for certain people. And that's something I don't want to do. Of course, it's also bound to like, okay, I want to be funny and da da da. But. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm actually super happy. Oh, and I'm super happy. I too. feel now very relieved as well. I think now we can do it again. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're gonna do shot. it again. <laughs> really? Later. Do you, actually, that's a question I have. Do you invite guests like several times? I, I I will for sure. I mean, how many friends do I have, Nick? Let's be honest. Like, I don't have that many I, friends that I can do this forever without inviting anyone for the second way, time. Like until now, everybody has been saying that. Like I, like I heard it, like people always like, yeah, because you're not popular yet, but you will be. Blah. But look, I'm the first person who already reached out for you. <laughs> so there's plenty of more people. And I also think that there's a lot of people that have a lot to tell and also yeah, to yeah. talk. That's and this is a, a brilliant thing about your podcast is also that, first of all, you, I kind of feel like Oprah, like being invited by Oprah <laughs> to like speak about things, like personal things. Hey, because... Bye. No, the thing what the thing that you do here is to create a certain form of stage and also space and room for people to articulate things and to share a story or a perspective or a background or an ethnicity or a cultural background, whatever you know. Yeah, the list doesn't end here. Yeah. So due to that, um, I hope that more people will find the courage to reach out to you and also yeah, find reach the me out. confidence and the yeah the confidence and the courage that's the word the courage to speak out in public yeah. <laughs> and you're going to feel good after doing the podcast it energizes me always I totally i mean right now i'm really like you know, <laughs> i do feel it <laughs> and the thing one of the thing was when uh, i wanted to make a podcast and when people were asking me but what is it going to be about and when this question was always m- meant as what's 
different are you going to do than the other million mm-hmm. podcasts out there? Yeah. And my answer was always right now with so much input, so much work, so much creativity and everything being shared in a global world in this world, mm-hmm. the only, only way I can be unique is to be myself because there's totally. no other elif. No. I can do everything and everything I do will be done by another person. Yeah. But there's no other than me, then there's no other Nick. Like if you're, if you, if you, if you'll be yourself, your unique, authentic self, that's going to be the uniqueness of this thing. Absolutely. I 1000% agree to that. And also what you said also before we met, you said like, what's your, what's important to you, which I, which also kind of like clinged on to me and stayed in my memory now lives rent free in my head, lol, <laughs> is that you said that each of the episodes is a moment in time that we are now grasping and that in a certain future, we don't know what that future is looking like, we can say crazy. That was Elif and Nick in 2021. Exactly. Crazy, like, whoa. Like in Zeitgeist, like freeze it. Think about that. <laughs> Let that sit for a moment. Let's archive this, man. Like you archive these fucking tweets. Like I want to archive everything and everyone and scan everyone True. and like, <laughs> immortalize Maybe everything. that's why we found each other because like I'm archiving and structuring the internet and you're doing it now with people. And I'm like, yeah. yes, that feels satisfying to me. <laughs> it's like, yes, uh, yeah, please let's meet up. <laughs> so yeah, totally. I'm very looking forward to be invited again. Yes. Uh, but yeah, only if there's spot in the future because I know that you will be really busy with everybody else. <laughs> I mean, who's next on the list? I, this is also a reoccurring question. Who's Jared. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) And after Jared? Who? Christopher. Ah, really? Yeah. Dude. (laughs) Wow. Christopher is like a walking book. Yeah. Now all the walking library, there's not one book. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to listen. I have no intention. Oh my God. Jared has so much to tell. Jared has plans in his head and I'm so excited for them. Let's Ah, see. He has like a structure that he wants to establish. He he had some ideas. Okay. I'm very, very excited because he's probably going to make an art piece out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen his video art? Which one? From Jared. Burning Angels? No, the one with Cardi B, Money. No. Oh my God. Jared. Maybe it's not even public. Maybe I'm not allowed to he talk about it. He didn't put it on Instagram. No, it's not on Instagram. It's in his portfolio. <gasps> okay, Jared. Oh my God, portfolios are like the new You diary. are sending me your portfolio tomorrow. <laughs> I'm the portfolio collector. Rule. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much. So much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Love you. Love you too, baby. It was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> And everybody out there who watched this episode, thank you too. And um, you you had a you witnessed a part of uh, Nick's brain, and I am uh, willing to show the other parts uh, in the future in the following episode. So, until the next episode, um, take care and goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> you mean like the editor's cut version? <laughs> Oh my god, this should be like several versions. Yeah, but I was like, I'm so happy. Yeah, deine war nicht hier, hab ich gesehen. Yeah, but echt, das war hier. Es ist voll gut. Meine sind auch gut. Also, die isolieren sind auch gut. Die sind nicht schlecht, aber das Ding ist, wenn du diese.